Hey everybody, um, this is No You Can't Say Hi. I am your host, John Brown. Thank you so much for listening. Um, we have a very special show today. I have a special guest. His name is Francis Adu Jr. on Twitter, at Francis Adu Jr. Um, he writes for the Sports Collective. He tweets often. Very, very uh, cool dude. You should follow him. Keep up on everything he's doing. Um, this is No You Can't Say Hi, obviously. Uh, follow us on Twitter at No You Can't Say Hi. Follow me on Twitter at John Brown. Um, we also have um, an email. Um, no You Can't Say Hi at gmail.com. So email us uh, anything, really, you know, whatever you feel like emailing. And uh, maybe we'll share it on the show if you guys have questions. You know, if you need advice, whatever. Um, subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, all platforms. We're on there. Just search me. You can't say hi. Um, and if you can do me a favor and give us a five-star review on iTunes, please. You know, that'd be nice. And um, we're going to get into the show. Me and Francis talk a lot of NBA, um, various subjects, playoffs, Thibodeau news. Um, so I hope you guys like it. And um, here it is, me and uh, Mr. Francis Adu. Thug, thug, baby. Fuck all that, let's get to it. What the show to say? She suck on a dick on the plane and I drink all her outhead. Woo, yeah. I just went hunting, I found me a rabbit, I picked out the carrot. Picked out the cake. I'm just trying to smoke a cushion, I need some more rock out of Cali. What's up, man? Hey, how you doing, bro? Good, man. How you, uh, this is the first time we're, like, talking, like, off of... Offline, yeah, I know. Really. Like, I feel like I should be calling you a coon right now for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> how, how does it uh, how does it feel being like the number one, uh, the biggest, blackest Trump fan in the in the entire country? Uh, I, I thought we were keeping that down. I was like, okay, I thought we were, oh, I thought we were, this was just a Twitter thing, man. I don't, I don't want to oh, spread it around. I'm sorry, I got, yeah, I got a reputation, man. <laughs> yeah, um. So there's a lot of a lot of crazy stuff happening um, in in basketball. Some news broke today, actually. Um, Tom Thibodeau is the new, now he's the head coach and um, um, team president of the Minnesota Timberwolves, the Minnesota Carl Anthony Towns. Um, how do you uh, uh, process this news? What do you feel about it? Uh like I think like Thibodeau is like now like underrated. In fact, like like he's probably like one of like the greatest like defensive minds ever. But, like, well, I don't know, like, I, they probably had no choice, but why did you have to give him the presidency, too? Like, just, like, let him let him just be coach. Yeah, like, uh, he doesn't seem like the type of person who, like, handles mo- doing multiple things well. He, he's very single-minded in his focus. So, it, I can could, I could see some bad things, but he's also, like, a really, really good coach. Let's, let's not forget that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he was amazing. As uh, irregardless of you know the minutes and his, the management not liking him, like X's and O's on the court, he was an amazing coach, like and an amazing defensive mind. And you see how Doc Rivers has been like without him in his uh, on his staff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like um, I, I, I. Go ahead. Yeah, like I still maintain that like Doc Rivers' whole career is owed to him, like. Doc, like basically the reason why the those Celtics teams were good was just because they had Tibbs and KG, and Pierce was able to make some baskets. 
that's really it to me. <laughs> and Doc, Doc just made sure that everybody got along until Rondo turned into like a homophobe or something. So, uh, yeah. uh, so, so but, but um, yeah, like I, I have like on the, on the court, I have pretty high hopes. Like I'm worried that they probably will play a little bit too slow. Like I think every single Tibbs team has been in like at least the bottom half of pace for, for his entire Bulls run. And like mm. K- KAT and Wiggins and Levine, those are all, all people. Rubio, especially, you want to run the ball, uh, run run with the ball with those guys. So I really hope that he lets them do that. But but it might have been just like a, a personnel thing in Chicago. So that's why my hopes are like that, that's the thing about with the projective activities is he only really had one team and one mm. roster, one core to really work on. So it's hard to like take that apart too much it's really just what he was given yeah i'm i'm excited i think they're gonna be in the playoffs as soon as possible maybe next year depending on i mean they have a top 10 draft pick they have carl anthony towns who's already like a top 15 top 20 player in this league they have yeah uh, i'll I'll, I'll agree with that they have wiggins they have rubio They they have I, like a lot of. They have, they have like, like the the thing is I don't know if they're gonna get, like much of a roster change from ne- from this year to next year. Like they're probably just gonna, uh, get like get rid of Tayshawn Prince who's useless or something like that. But and right. and add in the top ten pick, but so it's probably gonna be the same core. So. A lot of it is also going to be like how much do they take a step over from this year, uh, like because so that's why I'm like I don't know if they'll make I don't think they'll be that great next year, but I think what you want to aim for is uh, 2017 2018. That's when you should expect them to be like that's when playoffs per, um, expectations should be definite. I think. Hmm. Hmm. Um. So did you see Woj's story about how uh, the Lakers missed their chance on Tibbs because they didn't because their front office is so fractured and they didn't want to give him a, a front office power and they still don't know whether to fire or to keep Byron Scott because when you have the worst coach in the NBA, why wouldn't you keep him? <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't I didn't read the story, but I heard I heard like they're they ha- they're seriously like not 100% sure that they're going to fire Byron Coach uh, Scott which is insane like right like like basically everything bad you want in a coach Byron Scott will give it to you so i like i don't understand like do you really want to tank a, the next couple of years too uh, like do you want to just drive away your <laughs> franchise top 2 pick like go ahead and do that but uh yeah like the Lakers basically like all they have going for them right now is that they have money and they have uh, Hollywood behind them. That's really the and only Los thing. Los Angeles, yeah, yeah money in Los Angeles, yeah, and no Kobe Bryant, by the way, no fucking Kobe Bryant. No, yeah, no Kobe Bryant. Like he's not gonna like. Cause I also know that Kobe is not going to do anything with the team because he's a selfish prick and he doesn't he doesn't do anything for everybody else. So, <laughs> right. All, all shots that. meant. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, Kobe! The Kobe hate is strong in this in this uh, episode, but um, yeah, I, I like the I like the tips higher. I love it. Um, I love Tibbs. I thought he was a great coach. Um, it, it 
Chicago, that it's like a toxic toxic situation because I don't I can't really remember a coach being effective there on and off the court since like Phil Jackson and that was like 20 years ago. So I don't really yeah. think that's indicative of what he's going to be in Minnesota. I I, th- I think it's great. I really hope that he stays there. I hope he doesn't, you know, run Carl Anthony Towns and Wiggins and Levine into the ground with the minutes. But they're they're young. They're twenty, twenty one, twenty two. So yeah, I like, think that's gonna be. Uh, yeah, I like. I do think that like if the, if, I do think if you give him a bench, that he he probably won't have everybody just play forty minutes. Just like give him players. But the only thing is, he's the one who's gonna have to give them the players. So. Yeah. yeah, so it's really on him to know, all right, how do I take care of this roster so that uh, people aren't aren't up in arms because like Wiggins has like hernia from running three hundred minutes in straight. So, <laughs> like, yeah. like, it's, it, like, because it is crazy though. Like, no matter, even even though I have like tempered expectations about his uh his minutes, like I don't think it's gonna be that bad. Like. He did use Jimmy Butler forty eight minutes straight for like four or five straight games against LeBron James. So no matter what, yeah, that that's yeah. still insane. So that's very yeah. So it's I, very I, I think there are some worries, but uh, I think I, I think Minnesota has some hope besides it just being the summer and not being three hundred fifty below zero. Yeah, uh, yeah, it sucks that you know Minnesota's in Minnesota, but they have Carl Anthony Towns, who's going to be the future of this league. So until he leaves the Minnesota, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, so there are a couple games. So we're recording this on four twenty. Happy four twenty, everybody out there. Smoke um, up. Hope you enjoyed it. Exactly. Um, so tonight we have three games. I think we have. Charlotte, Miami, Detroit, Cleveland, and Portland and LA. Um, I don't think we should really talk about those games as you know we're recording while they're going on. But um, yeah, the the, the Charlotte Miami series. How do you uh, uh, gauge that? Like it's the game one was was really interesting in terms of Charlotte. You know they they tried to play big, Miami ran them off the court. Their efficiency was crazy. I think they're, it's like the most efficient uh, uh, offensive performance in heat history, if I'm not mistaken. So how do you, uh, uh, how did you gauge game one and how do you think it's, it's going to play out over the, uh, over the series? Yeah. Like I, I actually picked uh, Charlotte to win. Like it was, it was like, it was kind of close in my mind because like, I think they're basically about the same level, even though it's a three, six matchup. But it was, but yeah. I picked same Charlotte record. just because, yeah, yeah, same record. Uh, I think uh, Charlotte's poor death rush was actually higher during the season, so like the three six didn't really matter much. But I thought like basically I trusted Charlotte to shoot better than uh, than Miami did, and then and Miami, and also the fact that there was like but Miami depends a lot on like Whiteside rebounding the misses mm-hmm. that they that they'll they'll take and everything like that. And Charlotte was a really good rebounding team in the in the regular season and they even though they don't have a rim protector they have a really good defensive system they crash the paint a lot uh and besides joe johnson and like josh richardson it did seem like miami had shooters and then the game one happened and then charlotte looked like they never played defense together ever like they <laughs> they, yeah. they 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 like literally not not a single thing they were doing well on defense they weren't they weren't closing out on the perimeter well they weren't cr- crashing into the paint well they were fouling too much they 
like they couldn't keep um, them off the boards like literally they were bad at everything so I'm hoping that that was just like game one jitters just for my sake in terms of pride and wanted to be right for once. <laughs> but I, I really, I like, I still think it'll be close, but I'm, I now, now it's kind of looking uh, like at most it's going to be heat in seven. So like, like I think that's, that, that that's probably going to be the best that Charlotte's going to uh, be be able to do is get the big game seven and I'd, I'd pick, I pick I always pick the home team in game seven just because of tradition but yeah like I thought I thought it could maybe the Charlotte could win a six I don't think six six games is possible now uh, just because of how much work they have to make up because that was like that game wasn't even close so this this Josh Richardson guy is who the hell is he and where the hell did he come from like he, he he walks off the street and he shoots like he's one of the best three point shooters in the in, in the playoffs. It's it's ridiculous. I I love Miami's bench. I hate Miami as a Knicks fan. I'm always gonna hate Miami. <laughs> I'm always gonna hate Dwayne Wade. You're never you know. But their bench is amazing. Justice Winslow. I love Justice Winslow. I loved him in college. I thought he was gonna be a star. He's amazing. Um, they they're good, man. They're they're really good. Um, and Charlotte Charlotte's pretty good too. But I, I don't think playing Al Jefferson and, and Cody Zeller, um, yeah, and Cody Zeller, it, 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 I, I don't think these these the, the, the lineups that they played uh, uh, are going to be effective enough in stopping this Miami uh, basketball team. Yeah, like that, like the one big problem I think Charlotte does have is that they're they they like going they they have a lot of bigs that they could use, but they're all pretty unathletic. So and Whiteside, yeah. what well, Whiteside could do is just out jump you and out out uh, and out, uh, out outrun you and outstrength out you, basically. So it's it's hard to really Whiteside's match good. up with him. Why like Whiteside, once he got into the bench and like even though even though he's I think he's still uh, uh, gonna want, uh, be like salty about being on the bench. Like once he got on the bench, he started being like a really good at. Uh, and uh, raining at Andy, like he used to just go for blocks all the time and go for rebounds without thinking, oh, maybe I'm giving up position this way, or maybe I'm going to cause a foul instead when I could have easily just directed them into a help defender, another help right. defender. But so, like he's, he's he's really improved since going on the bench, and I think he's kind of realized like, oh, this is my chance to really shine if I play as a uh, play as a team team member rather than just going for my own stats even though i i know he still cares for his stats a lot uh, judging by how pissed he was about the dpoi voting even though he shouldn't have been third whatsoever <laughs> but um yeah like my bench is really good like i don't love like praising benches a lot in the playoffs because usually it's that's when you play your starters like close to 40 minutes and you, mm-hmm. if you play your starters against a, a deep team like you you don't want your bet your sixth seventh and eighth guys playing a lot against the usual starters that that's mm-hmm. just gonna that there's a re- the reason why there's six seventh and eighth guys usually but i do think that uh i, I do think that miami's six seventh and eighth guys are like better than most like what's when's all I'm, i i love like I was slightly skeptical skeptical coming into this league because I didn't think he would be able to shoot for a long time and he still can't. Mm-hmm. But he I can't. like I'm really really like su- surprised and impressed by like how good defensively he is. Like he's already maybe like the best post 
um, wing in the post uh, to uh, uh, defending like power forwards even in in the league. Like I, he just like he's really really strong and he has the long arms and he's he's already like quicker than I even expected him to be. Like I knew that he once he got into an NBA training that he'll be really uh he'll get his athleticism up but like he's already like way past what I expected. So I think I think Miami is probably a little bit better than I was uh, shaping up even after one game. Uh yeah, I still think it'll be close but I I am impressed. Him versus uh LeBron is going to is going to be so much fun. Um, oh, there's gonna be so many people in right root for justice. There, there's gonna be like yeah. every justice is gonna be like the, the nation's darling in, in in if that series comes. He's 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 like the first likable Duke player since like I don't even know who. Like when is there like there 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 been uh, a, a likable uh, like Duke? Do you, do you like do you like El, uh, Elton Brand that much? I don't know. Do you like Grant Hill? Yeah, he's a, Grant Grant yeah. Hill is like well, Grant Hill did call get called on Uncle Tom, so I don't know. If, <laughs> I don't know how that. How, how, yeah, yeah. Like, Gray, I don't Gray know Hill if that's came in or not, but Gray Hill came in at the wrong time against the wrong team. Like they, he, there's, there's no winning. But um, uh, Cleveland yeah. and and Detroit. That that game one was was really interesting. Um, Detroit, like they didn't miss in the first half at all. Like Marcus Morris literally didn't miss a shot. Um, they they played. <laughs> Uh, excellent offensively, um, dif- defensively. That's that's a whole another story. Can can Detroit play Tobias Harris and Marcus Morris at the same time and like be able to guard anybody? Ah, uh, probably not. They pro- one of the like they're basically the, that's, the problem is they're basically the same guy. So like uh, yeah. like they're both six eight. They're not big enough quite for power forward, but too small for uh, small forward. Uh, which is usually fine if because most teams don't have a power forward that could uh, abuse you or or any base that could abuse you. But Cleveland's one team that they have multiple bigs that are very talented in Love and Tristan and Fry, even though Fry didn't play game one. Uh, the, yeah. I still am a, a fan of Mozgov. Even he's not very skilled, but I think he's good. In, he's good at just being a big guy in, in to deter you so uh so the, the cleveland has bigs that really probably outmatch uh detroit's bigs like it, detroit really is putting a lot on drummond's shoulders here and i don't think he's ready for it quite yet like like a lot like a lot i think a lot of the reason why detroit lost is just because cleveland basically dared drummond to make plays and Drummond doesn't have like the passing skill quite yet, or the or the post efficiency quite yet to really take advantage of them. Just let letting him um, go one on one against Love and Tristan and whatnot. So, so I, I, th- I think that Detroit is kind of knows that like all right, this um, we don't we, we're kind of overmatched here, but. Let's give Drummond and Jackson some some playoff minutes to see. All right, what do we need to improve in in tight situations against the extremely talented teams in order to get better as as players as as team? So I, I think Detroit is probably going to be out of here in the next three or four games. But I I do think that is they have they they have a lot to gain from this series. Still, it wasn't. Even it wasn't it wasn't a total waste of time and a waste of a draft pick. <laughs> um, 
Cleveland played Kevin Love at the five a lot, and they like destroyed Detroit. And they Detroit really doesn't have anybody at the five that can like hurt Kevin Love uh, uh, offensively because uh, uh, they sat Drummond because um, you know you can't play Drummond. Drummond can't go out uh, to the three point line and guard. Yeah, not not at all. Yeah, and he can't shoot free throws, and you know you can't you can't play him. Sometimes, sometimes he's really unplayable. Um, I don't think Love playing at the five can work. Maybe the next round for Cleveland, but in this series, I think it's it's a really nice little wrinkle. LeBron was you know amazing as usual. Kyrie uh, scored. He started off a little bit slow, but you know Kyrie did his his stuff. Um, I I I'm I like I like Detroit for like in the future. Giving Reggie Jackson that mm. huge deal in retrospect now doesn't look that bad, and I was I was not outraged at that deal at the time. I'm wrong about everything, but that thing I <laughs> I like I like Reggie Jackson in uh, OKC. I like Andre Drummond. I like Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris and Marcus Morris are the same player. I don't know how they're gonna manage that. I like Aaron Baines. They have players. I like Stanley Johnson. I, they have players, but you know they're not ready right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like, I think next next year they they t- definitely take a step forward, especially if they're able to add. Because like wh- the one thing you really want in in the NBA is to have a, at least a core, a core of players that are we're going to build around these people. That's why that's why pe- I'm a little bit skeptical with the Magic because it took them forever to find out who are we actually building around. But they they picked our right. right, Drummond, Jackson, and Tobias, and Stanley Johnson, and KCP. They were, they were like they have KCP. Yeah. yeah, they have about like five players, and they basically all theoretically fit together. Uh, they could all play in say in starting lineup, but at the same time, it gets most teams that looking terrible. So that's a really good start, and you and they're all young enough that you hope that they'll keep getting better in the next couple of years. So I think that's a really really good start. That like uh, maybe this question is as how high their ceiling actually is. Like, for instance, I think, like, for all we, like, rag on, like, DeAndre Jordan and stuff like that for his free throw shooting, Drummond is actually, like, a serious problem. Like, he's shooting, like, in the 30%. Yeah. Like, it's, like... He's, un- he's unplayable. Yeah, like, it's literally, like, the hack, the hacking, I know we hate it, but i actually surprised that, like, Detroit doesn't get hacked, at, like, half their possessions when he's on the court. Because he literally... <laughs> Literally, if he shoot if he's shooting a free throw every single time, you're gonna they're gonna Detroit's gonna have the worst offense in history. So so <laughs> he can't. It's, it's a so basically he, he's 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 a great rebounder. He's like he's, he's dominant on that end. He's he's like six eleven two eighty. He's a freak, but he he really has to old. fix that. Yeah. Like yeah yeah we forget also he's 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 that young like he yeah he's gonna get better he's he's gonna he's gonna be pretty good but like he does have a serious issue that's even worse than we probably give him credit for uh, just because of his potential, uh, but but yeah, like he's he's gonna be good Reggie Jackson is, is, is a probably he's probably better than I expected last year like coming into this season I was I was like ah oh, he played well at the end of the year so maybe there's hope. That he'll he'll be good, but I'm not sure because it was a small sample size, and he, he kept it up. He was able to sh- actually shoot, and like he, like uh, he uh, he 
yeah, you did pretty well because Detroit doesn't have that didn't have that much offensive talent, especially at the beginning of the year before Tobias was there. So I I was really impressed by him, even though they really only had the play of all right, run a pick and roll with Drummond and react from there. Uh, I, I was really impressed with him being able to still get be productive, even being that uh, limited as a team. So I. I think they'll be. I think they'll be pretty good. Just not good this year. It's like Kevin Love at the five. They they have no answer for it. like. And I, I I love Kevin Love at the five because I I'm of the belief basically that like one everybody's better a position up. So all power forwards are better as a as a center. All small forwards are better yeah. as a power forward. Yeah yeah yeah. You just like you're you're usually always faster than the the your defender that way. You're you're usually a, uh, more effective as a shooter. Like as if, as long as you can shoot at all, then you're 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 gonna be okay. So as long as you like, you don't get crushed defensively, which sometimes is is a worry. And with the Kevin Love at the five, that'll probably be a worry against the Warriors. Like the Warriors are like one of those one of the few teams that can probably exploit that by just because oh, they yeah. have so many players who could pass pass around and are athletic enough that you can't really hide them anywhere. But against Detroit. You're, you're not gonna be you're not gonna be able to put them in a thousand pick and rolls because they don't have a ton of players who could hurt you on that. They only have about two, so so it. I think I think against the the, the less elite teams, Kevin Love at the five is a great uh, strategy and one of the few good things that Tyron Lue has done. Uh, because I don't think I don't remember Blatt using that lineup that much. Um, Portland. Uh, and the Clippers. Um, first of all, first off, before we even uh, discuss like the series, it is such a travesty that Jamal Crawford won the six man. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm like I'm I'm legitimately <laughs> angry that he won the six man. Like he he has one skill, one skill that he's only good at like half the time. And there's so many other candidates that like Andre Iguodala on the 73 and nine Warriors, the best NBA basketball team in history, the re- best regular season NBA basketball team in history. Will Barton from Denver. Like there are so many other options they could have had instead of giving this guy the award again that, that he didn't deserve. Like, come on. Yeah, like, like, like I'm of the belief that like Jamal Crawford is actually like, like a bad now, like a negative to your team at, at this point of his career. Like he's like oh. 36. He's he's like thirty six, but like he's been around since like two thousand. He which shouldn't be is, in the NBA anymore. Yeah, yeah, well, like he's still like, especially for that Clippers team, he's still like the only other player, especially when uh, when Blake was out, who, who you could trust like to like uh, run some backup uh, point guard without looking completely out of place on the wing, even though he's a bad defender. So I, he does have that utility, and he still gets hot. Uh, obviously, but is he gets hot like re- le- less frequently than I think many people realize. Yes, but right. Uh, yeah, so uh, like he, like this year was a bad year for Jamal. Uh, six, I mean, six men of the year just because basically, every like every there's a lot of teams that had like good bench players, but like nobody that was like outstanding. It's like whoa, and like every single player had a flaw, and if they didn't have a flaw, that they, they were starting, they were starting by the end of the year, so they didn't even count. So. Uh, like I probably would have picked like Iguodala or Patty Mills or Manu Ginobili or or like Biombo. Like there was a, a, even Enos Kander. Like he's like, because even though he's maybe the worst 
big man defender in NBA history without exaggerating whatsoever. He also is one one of the best <laughs> offensive big men in the in the league right now. Like he, he's actually pretty dominant on that end. So probably anybody with Crawford. He's probably anybody close. Yeah, he's probably closer to average. So like yeah, yeah, anybody Crawford was just being lazy. Like th- th- that was just the voice right. being lazy. You know what? Like they were just like, all right, I wasn't paying attention to anybody's bench this year. You know what? Jamal Crawford has has a decent amount of points. I, I like his game. I like the fact that he dribbles. I still remember when he crossed that dude up like 13 years ago. You know, like, let's give it to him. This is a lot of time to cheat anymore. And, and it doesn't, like... Terrible. It, I, I know what people say, like, doesn't really matter, but, like, I was, I was, I'm also the belief that, like, these types of NBA awards and and and, and recognition, it helps for history. Like, li- like generations later, they're going to look at back at 2015, 2016, and they're going to say, wow, they were stupid. Did they really think that Jamal Crawford was the, the best bench player? They get? How were we, how were, we, were they thinking about their, their game at that point? Uh, they would, they'll, they're going to look down on us. We're going to, we're going to be, we're going to be a shameful, shameful uh, analysis, uh, analysis bunch to the future generations when they have people off the bench scoring 30 a game and stuff like that and doing hula, doing hula hoops while they're shooting. <laughs> yeah, get 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 him out of here. Um, yeah, you you have two of the best regular season teams of all time, and not one of those guys can get six man of the year. But whatever. So the Clippers, um, yeah. they just and he wasn't even the best six man on his team, too. <laughs> right, he right. Not even the best six man on his team. Like so, like uh, like Cole Oliver just looks like a stiff, but he's actually he's this year he's actually been really good for them. Like especially defensively, he's he's a lot better than Jamal Crawford. And that's a, I'm not even to say like Jamal Crawford should be in the rotation because the Clippers have no death whatsoever. But he's not. But he wasn't even the best on this team. So um, Clippers and and Blazers. Um, Clippers, you know, took apart the Blazers. I I don't see any way the Blazers win this series. I th- I don't think it's going to be as lopsided. The series is going to be as lopsided as it was in uh, Game 1. I actually like Portland all year. I thought they did a lot of nice things. I like their coach. I like Damian Lillard, especially after the All-Star break. I don't like how Damian Lillard plays defense, but Damian <laughs> Lillard can score. Um, but the Clippers, I think, are, are a little too good for this this team. What are your uh, uh, thoughts and uh, leanings in, about this series? Like, I think, like, I'll... I'll Going back on uh, like game one, like the Clippers kind of played their game, but even that, I think they were played played it a little bit better than you might expect for the rest of the series. So I wouldn't count the Blazers out just yet. Like I'll still pick the Clippers, but like I, I think later on in games, like even uh, the, the the shots might not fall. Like they may go they may go thirty percent from three instead of. Uh, it, it, uh, instead of uh, shooting, uh, shooting uh, extremely well from there, I don't know. I don't remember what, how they shot in game one, but uh, they were also extreme. I know that I do remember that they were extremely good from the mid range. Uh, they always are really good at from mid range. They're the best because Chris Paul is like amazing at it, and mm-hmm. uh, Blake has gotten really good at it. But like even the for them, not it was sure. extremely good. <laughs> uh, I, I was going to stay for Chris Paul, even though he's a terrible, terrible person on the on the court like i like i feel like it's okay to stand for him as long as he know that there's this 100 good reason to hate him 
So, but he, he's a ter- he's a terrible yeah, person, okay. but uh, but I I love I love I love his game, so I'll always stand for him. But uh, but yeah, like I think Bla- Blazers have a chance. Uh, one one thing I did not expect though is that Blake Blake looked really really good. Like he looked like his athletic self. Like yeah. he dunked on Plumley like three times. Yeah, like, yeah. Like and, and he, he was getting trading. to the line. Doc is fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, he, like blank blank being back changes things, and uh, like he, I know that uh, there was all the talk about should he been traded or not, and, and everything like that. And regardless of all that, he is a pl- a positive to your team, a definite positive to your team. So getting him back full strength does change your your team's dynamic a lot. So I so I think the Blazers probably lose. I think they definitely win at least one game for the rest of the series, maybe two. I think, but I don't think I don't think it'll go game to game seven anymore. Uh, I don't think actually I don't think I picked them for game seven even to begin with. But uh, like I don't, I think the chance for that has slipped even more. Just not even just going by the math. Yeah, um, I, I I don't see them winning this series. I I think it's gonna it's gonna be. Closer than it was. I don't think it, the uh, game one was indicative of, of a, a larger trend. The Clippers aren't blowing them out out of the water. The Clippers aren't blowing anybody out of the water. In fact, once they win this series, they're gonna get blown out of the water themselves. Um, <laughs> but Oklahoma's. Oh, go ahead. No, I say like I wouldn't say they'll get blown out. I think they'll lose, but I don't think they'll get blown out by the by the Warriors. Like, oh. they, 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 like they, they, like they have too many good players. To like, all right, they don't have too many good players, but their players that they do have that are good are really, really, really good. So, so I think, and I think that if those players are playing really, really well, like they usually do, then the war they won't get blown up by the Warriors. Would the do the Warriors win? I think there's like a nine nine percent chance they do, but like the, I think especially with a healthy Blake, this team is really, really good. And we kind of forget we forget that a little bit. So, yeah, I want to talk about the Warriors last. We'll we'll get to them. Um, how about <laughs> how about uh, Oklahoma City and in Dallas? Um, I'm assuming you watched the game. That was a really really yeah. ugly playoff game. Um, Kevin Durant went seven for thirty three. Russell Westbrook went like nine for twenty three or something. They, they were both pretty bad offensively. Um, you had an, an interesting take on, on the timeline. I don't, I don't think I commented on it, but you said Russell Westbrook is as bad as James Harden on the defensive end. I stand by that. Yeah, like like if you watch that, if you watch that game, watch the watch like the last like uh, even just watch the whole fourth quarter. Russell Westbrook was doing absolutely nothing on the defensive end that was that you could say this <laughs> positive, like like. We, you know how much we rag on Raymond Felton. Like we call them, we call we, every time we, we mention them, it's like following up with donuts, with yeah. uh, with him going to buffets, He's with him, with him having. I hate Raymond Felton. I hate Raymond Felton. With, with him having like thirty good day, good games for the Knicks, <laughs> and then and then leaving off and becoming a terrible terrible player, and yep. he looked le- he he looked more energetic on the court than Russell Westbrook did. He was blowing by him. <laughs> Russell Westbrook, who is probably the most athletic point guard we'll ever see, 
he, he, versus Raymond Felton, who looks like a guy from your YMCA. Blown by him. <laughs> like nothing. He, like Russell Westbrook wasn't even by his hip. He would, he, yeah. he, he would, Russell, uh, Hello would just take one crossover or go into one screen, and Russell was already out of the play. Yeah, you might as well just go back on deep, uh, on offense. It was ridiculous. Like, for someone who plays so hard on the offensive end, Russell Westbrook does not <laughs> on the defensive yeah, end. Or it, it, like, he does pick his plays where he'll try hard. It's just that. Often those yeah, are also yeah. plays where he's doing something ridiculous. Like he'll be he'll be uh, guarding on the on the perimeter off ball, and then he'll just randomly decide, you know what? Let me try and block this shot at the rim, and, and then he'll <laughs> leave this guy completely wide open, and the guy just passes it for wide open three. It's like, what the hell are you doing? Why are you gambling there? Or you'll gamble for a steal. You uh, completely compromise the defense. Ibaka is looking at him. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? I could be with Kerry Hilson right now, and just <laughs> a, a complete waste of a possession every time because Russell is just do whatever he wants to do so i love like i love westbrook he's by far like one of the most unique nba players we'll probably ever see in terms of athleticism and his mentality but there's a there is a downside there even though i think he has like yeah i think i know i think he has like kind of covered over some of his weaknesses there are still glaring flaws there and, and i think that we do have to Break that up, and I especially compared to Harden because I feel like the Harden sh- shame is we, well, we could get to it later. But the Harden Harden shame has kind of gotten a little bit overboard, uh, just compared to other stars. But yeah, Russ, like you could argue that Russ' defense was worse for the for the OKC that game than Durant shooting itself for thirty three, and they still almost won. By the way, that that tells you how good they are. But like it was it, neither neither player had a good game that game. The near player did. Um. Yeah, Russell. Yeah. Um. Russell needs to stop shooting threes. Um. I I, yeah, I said yeah, earlier about how wrong I am often. Um. I thought <laughs> Billy Donovan, like just like when he got hired, I thought Billy Donovan was gonna be amazing. I I actually picked OKC to win the title. He's awful, and he hasn't. He hasn't done anything like from the first game I watched of OKC to like now. Like the last like seven minutes of that game was just like ISO, ISO, ISO. And it, it, there's no like Kevin Durant would go in ISO and three defenders would be around him and take a contested jump shot or Russell Westbrook would take a contest, contested jump shot or a contested layup. And they're like not doing anything. And these guys are, are, are lazy on defense and getting away with everything. And it's, it's like, what are you doing out there if you're not going to coach these? If you have two of the best seven players, like you're, you should win 60 plus games every single year. Regardless of the supporting cast, the supporting cast besides Abaka is not great. They have Deion Waiters on their basketball team. I understand. He's a, he's but, a big negative. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, exactly. But like Billy Donovan, what are you doing? Like, I, I, I don't understand it. Like, well, like, I do. Uh, just to defend him a little bit, I do think that probably a lot of the cards we have to consider that a lot of the cards time now we. It might just be that Durant and Westbrook are kind of stubborn and want to just do their own thing at the end of games, like it, because it's like so similar from with with Brooks. And and to be fair, also like there are plays that they're either calling. It's just that they're they're plays that literally every single defense in the in the league could easily defend without thinking too hard. Like it's just like a, a, a easy pick and roll or easy easy up balls pin down screen or it. 
and it, it, nobody else is moving off ball. Nobody else has a chance to get the ball during those possessions. So you really you is five players basically defending two players at at all at all mm-hmm. at all times. So no matter what play they're doing, even if it, it is all they, they, there's nobody else to be concerned with, and they're not even getting those two players uh, uh, open through complex movement. So. Like I think uh, the, uh, some 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 um, analysts, I think it was like Zach Lowe or Mina Hazard have said, like the, the biggest problem with the OKC is basically that they don't think they they don't think complexly enough to handle the Spurs and the Warriors of the universe. Like the Spurs and the Warriors, they they go through multiple ball screens. There's five people touching the ball on many possessions. It's a great. Uh, great, great passers on almost every position. They 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 have the their b ball IQ is higher as a collective than almost any team that we've seen. The OKCs is not on that level whatsoever. Like all, all, a lot of they have is athleticism and mm-hmm. the fact that uh, they're able they're able to basically shoot and, and score over uh, uh, over you um, higher than most other teams would uh, players in NBA history have. But even that's not a great thing to hang your hat on. You need more than that. Mm -hmm. You do. And even saying all these, uh, 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 saying all this, I still think they're going to get Dallas out of here in four or five games. Dallas just doesn't have enough firepower. Dallas is... Or five or six. Like, Raymond Felton probably played the game of his life. Like he's not, yeah. He, he's not going he, twenty he, and ten for the rest of the series. He had like fourteen celebratory cheeseburgers. Like there's 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 nothing else. <laughs> you know, it's over for him. Uh, like I'm, I'm pretty sure uh, OKC has some pretty fatty foods uh, in their in their restaurant. Like it seems that type of place. I don't yeah. no, no no shade because, uh, but I, I I think Felton would have enjoyed himself after that night. So. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, Dirk is Dirk, Dirk also can't move anymore. Uh, uh, Matthews. Oh, it's so hard to watch. West, West Matthews, like West Matthews, has no left. Like literally, nobody on their team is athletic. Like as OKC, extremely athletic, <laughs> but they don't they don't think that well. Da- yeah. Dallas, Dallas is the complete opposite. They have nobody who can move or jump like higher than a, like a phone book. But they're, they're they have Rick Carlisle and they have. Uh, a lot of experienced players who know what what to do. That's really the only reason why they even won uh, that that game too. But that doesn't really that that also only goes so far. As much as you you want to think about uh, complex thought and brain over brawn, being athletic also helps. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, speaking of athleticism, um, Demar Derozan of the Toronto Raptors has had a pretty bad playoffs offensively so far. I don't know what he's shooting, but it's not high. Um, Toronto is tied 1-1. Um, do you give Indiana any sort of shot in this series? And um, is is this like playoff DeRozan? Is, is like, does he get the yips or something? Because uh, he didn't play well last playoffs either. Uh, I actually picked the Pacers to win before the series started. Oh, oh you did? I, I actually did. Uh, like, uh, like I think I only did it in like some bracketology um, tournament I was doing with uh, some friends. But uh, I don't. Uh, but I picked the Pacers just because I think that one DeRozan isn't very good. Like, in, like in general, and oh, especially when you, especially when you. 
especially when you focus on him in this in a playoff series because like a lot of a lot of DeRozan's game is basically that he's extremely hard to handle in the post so uh, um and and he and he gets to the line a lot. He'll, he'll get to the line constantly. So, one, in the playoffs, they tend to be a little bit uh, stricter with the whistle just because nobody wants to see fouls in their marquee games all the time. So, after a while, and everybody's also playing hard, so there's going to be a lot more contact. And it's, it's kind of like, we, all right, we had to let some things go for this to be watchable. So... DeRozan, even though he's probably getting probably as much contact as he does usually, he's probably he's getting less fouls, and also he's getting he's being guarded by Paul George, who is still amazing uh, wing defender, especially on ball, and he's one of the few players who's more athletic than Demar, and Demar doesn't have much else to go. He's not going to blow by you on the dribble too often. He's not he can't shoot. So, like uh, like I before before this series, I was I was there thinking like what. I don't, I don't see a good a, a way that DeRosa has a good game, um, good series in in uh, against the Indiana, especially against Indiana. Like I didn't think in general for the playoffs, but especially if against Indiana. So, uh, well, I didn't expect this Lowry to play this um, this poorly either. Uh, like, oh my gosh, yeah. Like Lowry, Lowry. I think Larry uh, um, Larry uh, had his elbow drained like a few weeks ago, and he hasn't shot well ever ever since. But I like I I, I just realized that uh, now. But Larry like Larry was like legitimately legitimately like an All NBA second team player this year. He was amazing. He uh, he was basically what uh, Damian Lillard was doing, but leaving a little bit better in my mind. Uh, and because he he's also a really good defender, and he is actually doing, especially in game two, he was actually doing everything else that he usually does well, like defending, uh, uh, finding open players, uh, uh, forcing the issue on offense, like attacking, uh, generally causing chaos. But his shot has to fall eventually, I think. So. I like. I, I still wouldn't be surprised if the if the Raptors will win because one, they're the better. They are technically the better team. Um, they they their bench is even though I they're deeper. They're they're much deeper. Even though, even though I don't think that I, I once again I don't like playoff teams that def, uh, that are uh, their best attributes basically that they're they have more good players. So it's like well, how good are those players? Um, but. I guess Indiana. India is not that skilled. They really have Paul George, George Hill. I really like Yami Himi, but he's not doing anything offensively. Uh, they, they don't have that many players that you could count on. So, I, I, I still stand by the fact that what with my pick that the Pacers will win. Uh, but I uh, once again the Raptors could easily correct themselves. Especially like I don't expect DeRozan to get better, but I do think Lowry will get a little bit better. And uh, Valentinus has been destroying on the boards uh, every game, every game, every single minute he's been on the court, basically. Because I don't think he's even played that many minutes so far, but he has. He's like averaging like 16 rebounds a game in like 24 minutes. So he, he, he's been destroying. Uh, so the, Rapt- the, the, the Raptors could easily go, go beyond, but I still stand by that fact that they feel a little bit like uh, was it like the 2012-2013 uh, Nuggets in that they they basically won because they had more guys, not that they have the best guys. So, mm. so, uh, so I think so. I think they might outlast them 
this 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 series, but if that happens, I don't think they'll get past the second round. So um Val Valanciunas, he's another one that um he's like twenty three years old and it feels like he's been in the league for like six years. He's another one like Drummond where they're so young and you don't even realize it. And I think Valanciunas is about to be a free agent, either restricted or unrestricted. I'm, I don't remember. But he's he's gonna get a payday. But um yeah I yeah I love Lowry. Lowry hasn't played well either. Um I can't, you know, the, the Pacers the like their second best offense or one of their best offensive threats is Monte Ellis. George Hill is still their point guard. I love Miles <laughs> Turner. I love Paul George. Um Yamahimi, I'll take your word for it that he's, you know, a plus on the defensive side because offensively he doesn't, you know, he doesn't provide me anything. I literally think... had a like my fifth a guy in defensive um, player of the year. Oh wow! I like it. like people are uh, people have and maybe rightfully I should have mean, but he's really really good defensively. Like he's one of the smartest players I've, I've seen. He's like he's not he's not very skilled. He's not even like as athletic as we we probably expect him to be but he, he's just really really smart he's always in the right spot he's always doing making correct decisions so that that's 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 my love for him but yeah he yeah he's not tilting a whole series for you by himself he's you'd still need other players <laughs> yeah um yeah so i i i i just want to see how that series uh unfolds that's going to be interesting real quick uh atlanta boston i loved this boston team i thought boston was gonna meet the heat in the um eastern conference finals avery bradley getting hurt is like a really big deal he's another one that i was actually right on i didn't think he was going to be you know one of the best defensive wings in the nba but i thought he was going to be good coming out of texas i remember watching that texas team i loved loved avery bradley um, but at, uh, Mark and Marcus Smart, he's he's a good player, but he's obviously a downgrade. And now last night they were playing like uh, Hunter and uh, uh, Terry Rozier, and it's 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 bad going back into Boston. They're down two zero. Atlanta looks good. They they're humming. Um, what what do you quickly just uh, what do you think of that uh, of that series? And does Boston have any chance of coming back? Uh, probably not at this point. But like. My my worry, I picked I picked Atlanta to win, but my 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 thing basically with that is that I, I've said all year that Boston is really good, but they're really really dependent on Isaiah Thomas because he's literally the little player on that team who could dribble. Like you're not even like who can do make, anything yeah, else. He could dribble. Like would yeah. So like with uh, without if Isaiah Thomas is not being at, at least good. Then they have no shot, and even if he is good or even great, Boston is still going to struggle because the players are out. They just don't have the the, uh, the offensive talent around him. It's not quite yet that like they rely so much on being able to cause turnovers and go into transition, and that's not going to happen as much in the playoffs, especially against a team that like the Hawks, who are pretty savvy. They know how to slow the game down. Uh, they they may not shoot the grace either, but they're not gonna they're, they're gonna get it back on defense. They're gonna they're gonna match you for your energy. They're not gonna they're not gonna just let you outwork them. And a lot of what Boston relies on is being able to, able to outwork you and outthink you. And Atlanta's mm-hmm. kind of their match. Only they're more skilled. So I this- I kind of expected 
a struggle, but like Avery Bradley is yeah. kind of like a dead death knell. <laughs> he's huge. Yeah, he's huge. I love Avery Bradley. I love I I love that what the way that team is constructed. I love the fact that they have your nets uh their your nets is nuts in a vice grip for the next. Oh, like, okay. I years. appreciate that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but it's just you know, it's 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 it's. Shout out to Billy King, by the way. Uh, Billy King. It, it, we could we could we can get rid of those shout outs. We we don't need to shout him out. He has enough shout outs. <laughs> um. All right. Uh, finally, Golden State Houston. I don't really care for the series too much because Houston's an embarrassment. I just want to talk about how awful Houston is and how incredible Golden State is because I don't think there's much to say about the series. Golden State won last night without Steph Curry. They could probably win in five without Steph Curry. They could probably sweep without Steph Curry, keeping it 100. But um, Houston, just what the hell happened to them this year? Last year, they won like 55, 57 games. Harden was playing like an MVP candidate. Uh, Howard looked uh, good in the playoffs. They, they, they had shooters. They, had, they were athletic. Uh, uh, Beverly got hurt, but, you know, Beverly's coming back this year, so now they have a point guard that doesn't need the ball. They get Ty Lawson. Now Ty Lawson's not even there anymore. He's in uh, Indiana. They I, What the hell happened? They lost. They, they fired their coach. Explain, please. Like, I'm kind of of the belief now that, like, we just they, – they had this regression coming, and we just didn't see it. We didn't look – we didn't pay attention enough to see it. Like, like because I remember from last year – Going into last year, going in, going into last year, our question is like, all right, how, how are they going to do defensively? I don't know about this defensively. They have a lot of plate players who either get injured or aren't that don't look that good defensively. And then during the year, lazy just, and go viral for being lazy. Yeah, Harden was being lazy, and, and uh, during the year they ended up being pretty good defensively. Like, uh, like, yep. Uh, at the very least, above average. You could argue, you, you could easily argue better than average. So it's like, oh, they're good at de- they're good at defense. And we didn't really have a great reason why they were good at defense. We just say, oh, they're they're just playing harder. They're they're and so they're good at defense now. And we probably should have realized that that probably wasn't going to ma- uh, maintain itself. Like a lot, of, like they had the they had the I think the, either the lowest or second lowest um, uh, three point percentage against in in the league the last year. And that's something you don't teams don't uh, historically control. Like usually, that's just all random on just how the offense, the opposing offense, is shoot against you. Like there's no correlation year by year that much. Usually, what you could control is how many attempts are against you. So and so and and, and with attempts, Houston wasn't like elite at that either. So a lot of that seemed a little bit uh, flukish. Also, but there. So I think we should have also the um, Houston last year. Though, I think they were undefeated in overtime games. They were, I think yeah, last time I checked, they were like seven and zero in uh, overtime ga- in games last year, so that's kind of flukish. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like those are close games where any any bounce or any break could make that loss for you. So, uh, and even with all that, I think the point differential was more of a fifty win team rather than like a, I think they were fifty six win team uh, last year. So there were there were signs that they were that they weren't that great. Uh, but they also probably shouldn't be this bad, and that's where I think you could make make the cases. Like, oh, why well, they're dogging it a, a way too often, like on transitions and like hard, hard. Even though I, I've I've said I've said earlier, I think we are hard too hard on Harden a little bit. 
just be just compared to other stars because and i think we sometimes go overboard saying oh i don't want harden on my team it's like no he's still easily a top 10 player in the league he's still amazing he's still averaged like 29 6 and 7 this year so which is yeah, ridiculous yeah, which is ridiculous like i think just mj and like oscar robertson have done that so um he's still like a ridiculous player but yes he he his defense this year what has been unacceptable it's just that oh Everybody's on that team's defense has been unacceptable. Like <laughs> yeah. Dwight, Dwight has has taken a huge drop off. Like he's either not trying, or he's just old, or he's thinking about underage girls. I don't know, but like he's really, really, <laughs> really terrible on defense right now. So he's not. He, he's getting his rebound, but he's uh, he's not intimidating anybody. He's not deterring anybody on the front of him. He's not. He's not going over screens at all. He's he doesn't seem like he's communicating. He like I don't know if he's checked out, and that's probably it because of it's. Oh, he has to be checked out. He, this is a contract year for him. Yeah, like he probably like he's probably wishing that he got traded at at trade deadline, but but he he still has been like unacceptably bad. Ariza uh, mm. uh, has dropped off. He used to be he used to be their wing defensive stopper. Yeah, he maybe not. He, he wasn't probably elite, but he was still very good at it. And now he's probably mediocre at best uh, this year. He, he just he doesn't contest as many shots anymore. He does. He gets lost on screens too. He gets blown by his his, his share of times. Pat Bev is inconsistent. He, uh, even though he, even though I think I think he is actually like a good compliment, especially to Harden because he doesn't need the ball. Um, and I do think he still he gives uh, consistent effort at least, but I think he's like he still gets blown by his share of times, despite having the uh, reputation for being like uh, the, like I don't know like he, I guess the next like like a poor man's Tony Allen I guess in t- in terms of just like he's 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 the type that will guard you like ninety feet down the court. He's the type of guy who will like play you after the game if the, he loses in Tim's. So, he, 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 I lo- like I like I like him, but I don't think he's as great as maybe his reputation says. Uh, so, if you add all, all of those up, that uh, the fact that Demo was injured a whole year and he, he's not very good defensively, uh, Terrence Jones just fell off a cliff. He's not any good, good defensively to begin with either. They're like uh, Ty Lawson was always a terrible defender, and now and then he couldn't even score anymore either. So and now he's like the he's probably the worst player in the Indiana rotation right now. So that's how far he's dropped. So this all I like adds up. Uh, Josh Smith isn't good anymore at def- on defense. Uh, the, he, he like this all adds up. So like I like, this is like people a say, oh, this team is way too. Yeah, this team. People keep saying that this team is way too talented to be this bad, and I'm saying like maybe a couple wins more they should be able to to get. But are they really talented? To if you look at this roster, are they really that talented that they should have been competing for the conference finals, uh, or or is it rather that they overachieved last year? And I'm I'm leaning more towards uh, they overachieved last year. Mm. Um, one team that didn't achieve last year was the Golden State Warriors. Um, just 
quickly, we don't have a lot of time, but just an amazing season. Just how can you like sum this up? Like everything has been said, but yet I feel like we don't talk about this enough. They only lost nine times in since November. Like that, it, sometimes it really doesn't like sink into me, like how incredible this has been. I think they're the best regular season team of all time. I think we have to wait for the uh, the playoffs to you know to, to 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 unfold to see if they're one of the best teams of all time. But I think they're going to be one of the best teams of all time, if not the best team of all time. Just how can you just like encapsulate this incredible, incredible season for them? Uh, I think I think it's just the fact like if you look at this team like who do you who in the rotation do you think is, is actually like a negative for them like that's that's the amazing part to me is like how they got all so many good but even most space he had he's found a role he doesn't like he's completely unathletic he doesn't do anything basically by shoot long jumpers but He's he, they found that oh you're good at shooting long jumpers just do that that's all we needed to do and <laughs> yeah. and and it works and so even though so like I guess Varishow they play Varishow too much too many minutes but that that's like a late addition uh, uh, and he uh, but besides that like everybody else they put they have their role and they're really really good at their role at least if not like one of the best ever so. That's like that's what it kind of what amazes me is just how they maximize so many players' talents on their team, while also finding players that whose talents would be useful enough for them. So they they get Sean Livingston a couple of years ago uh, before um, before last year. So he's a six seven he's a six seven ball handler. He can't shoot, but he, he can he can defend on the wing and he can he can, he can get shots for other people. And he he's, he never misses on his turnaround fight away. I'm so That's happy useful. when that guy. So even though one, t- yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Also, he, he, like nobody, like I think somebody says he's the only guy in the league who have, probably has a hundred percent approval rating with every single person in history. <laughs> like nobody oh, hates him. Nobody no, hates Sean Livingston. Even, not, even Hitler probably would have shot him out <laughs> of the concentration camp. <laughs> but uh, so um, so but yeah, but like Sean Livingston on another another team. He we say oh Sean Livingston is pretty good, but he could easily he could easily be forgotten. But on the on, on the Warriors, he's an important piece because they know how to use him to the, his best of ability. Same with Iguodala, they don't ask him to do much too much. It's like no, you're a great passer for your position. You can't create your shot that well, but we have we have other players who could do that. Just be, just uh, just create other uh, create shots for other people and make the shots. You, you you can uh, you can make from three usually, and play great defense, and that's what all he has to do. Uh, but same the same thing with uh, Bogut. Bogut just stands tall and pass and passes to people. So it's great. He, great it's really 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 amazing to me how they maximize so many people in so many different ways, so that seventy three was possible. So because hmm. there's so many there's so many teams that they could have somewhat of the same amount of talent but they will never maximize it to this to this level and that's what's kind of amazing and just consistently so and also the fact that curry might be the might be had have had the greatest season we have ever seen and draymond is a freak of nature that maybe we've seen only three players like him ever 
But that also and happens. Harrison Barnes is about to get the max from the New Jersey Nets. Don't forget that, or the, the Brooklyn. Nets. No, all right, all right, all right. Like, <laughs> all right. Like when I said maximize the talent, I mean like I included <laughs> Harrison Barnes too. I included Harrison Barnes too. I, I like I think I think I think a max contract might not be maxing his talents. Uh, but do you think they're gonna win? Yeah, it's, win it's, it just, it's just amazing that I I think so. And maybe we can segue to uh, maybe we segue to the la- uh, last one, the uh, Spurs in Memphis. But we should also remember. I, to- that. I totally forgot about that purpose. Purposely, <laughs> by the way, I thought we were just not even going to talk about them. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, but like we should also remember that Spurs were also probably at, at the very least a, oh, yeah. a top ten team in NBA history too. They won sixty nine oh, yeah. games, I think. And Incredible. that's that's oh, they're also ridiculous. So I came out like saying like don't. Let's not have the talk when if the Warriors do end up losing the Spurs somehow because they they make some adjustment and they have something up their sleeve that the Warriors choked. No, the Spurs were amazing too. This is going to be like one probably one a series for the ages. So, but I do think the Warriors, uh, like I uh, I tend to lean towards uh, what team is just the better team. But I do think I do. I do think that you could. There are some arguments that the Spurs could be the better team, even though the Warriors did what they did. Uh, but I, I'll pick the Warriors just because I think they just could. They just have more wrinkles to them. They could. They could do more things offensively uh, to to attack the Spurs than the Spurs could do to attack them. Mm-hmm. So, like, so if uh, so if they if they if first Steph is just being okay. They have Dray- they have Draymond to create shots for other people. If uh, if, mm. if Draymond's being just okay, they have Bogut who could step in and be a rib, rib protector. Uh, they have they have Harrison. They have I think they have more weapons that that, that are usable Clay, against Clay first. Thompson and his fake ass goatee. <laughs> that uh, Tyler Tyler's goatee is still one of the greatest tweets of all time. With for that, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Shout out, shout out to the shout at Tyler. I am, but. I th- like the Spurs, like they have amazing defense, but a lot of it is dependent on I think I think Kawhi being amazing and then Tim Duncan being amazing, and everybody else kind of bounces off that. And Don't forget I think LaMarcus. there are ways LaMarcus to. has been amazing lo- this year. Yeah, I think there are, are ways to t- like Kawhi. I think is going to be an amazing no matter what. But I do think there are ways to kind of make Tim Duncan a non-factor, and that kind of hurts me because I love Tim Duncan. Uh, even though he's extremely boring, mm-hmm. but
Hey everybody, so the show cut out. We had some technical difficulties, but um, thank you for listening. Hopefully you guys uh, got enough contact, enough, enough content, enough uh, basketball nerding out. Um, you know, follow Francis on Twitter at Francis Adu Jr. Follow me at John Brown. Follow the podcast at No You Can't Say Hi. Um, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, No You Can't Say Hi at gmail.com. And um, we'll be talking to you soon, me and Mr. Francis Adu Jr. So um, thank you and uh, talk to you guys next time.